0: I'll play it again. That's right. All right. Um, we'll touch on this while we hopefully await Trey. Uh, from our Asher Record Service company, live and Feedback, Big Keith in the house that I have a question about, why do the former Hog players and or uh, current players, when the Hogs are – when they are giving interviews, they don't say go Hogs like the coaches do or why don't they say how great it is here in arkansas and being a Razorback and how good the fans are here in the state of of and how we love any Razorback for life and they will have a place in arkansas forever can work anywhere in this state or how the hogs are the only major sports school in the whole state i was just thinking and it would help out so much with recruiting
1: So you need scripts for the former players. I think the fact that they're in the professional ranks and they're, you know, those are the pros and and played at Arkansas, that's probably pretty good enough. Uh, I think I'm sure some of them said something about that and talk about the crowd and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so in a baseball standpoint, James McCann was back for a Razorback game for the first time since he played at Arkansas on the opening weekend because we have a uh, labor lockout in which incidentally absolutely nothing happened today except two tweaks by the players association which will mean zero uh so anyway we'll see what happens tomorrow uh but anyway james mccann was back brought his family because they're not in spring training it's the first time he hadn't been in spring training at this time of year and he talked about how great it is the facilities uh, you know so it was he really did a nice job but um, I think for the most part, if they're asked what's it like coming back, most of them are very complimentary toward Arkansas. But if nobody asks them that, if they just say, "Well, how," you know, "Hey, Bobby Portis, what's it like being on the NBA champion?" Then that's probably how he, that's probably the answer he gave. So you just never, if you're talking about an actual interview, and I didn't see any of the interviews with the players that were here, but if you're talking about those type of interviews, it depends one on the question and two on the editing. Because the guy might say Arkansas is the greatest place ever, never been anywhere like it, but also had an answer about his pro career, and they only use one answer, and that's what they use. So that's all I can say. But nope, nobody coming back is obligated to give a recruiting pitch if that's unless they're asked to. Right. I
0: think all of the recruits who most recently signed Jordan Walsh. Yeah. Uh, oh, Nick they got to Smith, meet all those Jr. guys. Yeah. I mean, they have openly talked about how great the crowds are, how excited they are to be uh, soon-to-be Razorbacks and so forth and so on. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, they have.
1: But I, th- I thought he was talking about players who have already played at Arkansas and come back, like the pro guys that were on uh, at the uh, at the game last Saturday. That's, that's who I thought he was talking well, about. Well,
0: he threw in about – six or seven different angles okay. there threw in former hawk players current but, players yeah um
1: hey the current players have been raving about the crowds yeah yeah
0: and um and the I don't recruits think it's necessary too. for yeah, the some recruits of the other have stuff. too sure. yeah that's what yeah. i'm saying I, I don't think it's necessary to have to throw in all the rest of this that no. uh, any ex racerback you know could have a place here in Arkansas, I mean, all they could do is show current examples of whether it be David Basel or Quinn Grovey. I mean, there's there's multiple examples you can use of guys that have uh, – Markel Cagney up in northwest Arkansas. Yeah.
1: J.B. Hunt. Mm-hmm.
0: Jim Cows, noted yeah. surgeon. Our surgeon, yeah. Yeah. So I don't think I he necessarily – Hey! Oh, there he is, there he is. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you going to play play it again? Play it again, Sam. Now to Trey Biddy, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293, family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Mr. Trey Biddy. I got to play it twice today. I kept...
2: I I kept waiting for a minute. to. It wouldn't let me in, and then I kept waiting for a minute to squeeze in, but you guys were just talking and talking. I didn't want to interrupt anybody. So <laughs> finally I decided to say something. <laughs> well, we're glad you finally said
0: something. That's right. All right. Uh, the other uh, – this is another ex-Razorback, and he most recently was at Mountain Home as the offensive coordinator – so we got to say congratulations to Ryan Mallett. Yeah. He is now the new head football coach at Whitehall. And this comes from Lou. Lou says, uh, from ASOC Surgery Center, class of 1989 Whitehall High School. It's no longer a rumor, but rumor has it Ryan Mallett has accepted the head coach position of Whitehall High School football. That's great for Ryan. I, yeah. I mean, he went up the ladder rather quickly. He's a Didn't young guy.
1: Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Thinking. Yeah. Teach him how to throw uh, the ball, Trey.
2: Probably so. <laughs> I don't know if he can teach him how to have the same level of velocity, but he's yeah. probably got a few tricks to help him uh, <laughs> to help him throw the ball. But uh, congratulations to Ryan. And uh, yeah, he did ascend pretty quickly. Um, there's not a, I guess, not a whole lot of former Razorback quarterbacks uh, in high school coaching in Arkansas. There's a couple now, though. Casey Dick. Hmm. Casey Dick Huck is in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Jared McBride, also. Yeah.
1: yeah. Greg Thomas does Odd some Springs, kind of coaching Lakeside. in the Dallas area. I'm not sure if he coaches a group of football players. I think he's been in public education for years, or maybe it's private education, but. I know he does
0: work with young athletes at some degree. That's great. And uh, again, quickly being named a head coach, he's got to be—is even 30.
1: Well, what was his years? 2010 and 11. So yeah. that's 11 years ago. Yeah, so he's probably 31, 32. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. Still relatively young.
1: Guy. I'd say so. A young guy.
0: Boy, it's hard to believe when you when you realize uh, Ryan Mallett was a star at Arkansas, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. He threw for seven thousand four hundred ninety three yards, sixty two touchdowns, nineteen interceptions in his two seasons as the Arkansas starting quarterback. Wow!
1: Hey, by and the way, he also
0: uh, spent time backing up a guy by the name of uh, Tom Brady. With the yes, even Patriots.
1: Is mm-hmm. Zach Clark's coaching too? We should. Oh Clark. yeah,
2: Zach Clark too. Springdale. Searcy Dome. High yeah. School. Searcy, yeah. Yeah. Searcy, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's four of them, right? Four former Razorback quarterbacks. And
0: probably, well, I'm not sure. We not could think of that many more that are actually coaching. Others have gone into private business. I'm sure. Um, Speaking of Tom Brady, did you see this story where um, maybe he's not going to return back to the gridiron? He's going to turn into a producer, an actor. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a movie about himself, 80 for Brady. And uh, according to the report, uh, it will star Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Marino, and Sally Fields. Boy, okay, <laughs> bunch
1: bunch of young ladies.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> good grief!
1: Are they all going to play grandmothers or what? They're going to be Tom Brady. Well, what they did
0: these—it's uh, based upon a true story that these four ladies uh, went to see Brady play in Super Bowl Fifty One, hmm. in which Brady led um, New England in a comeback to beat the Atlanta Falcons. Hmm. So what <laughs> I'm gonna use footage from that
1: game. Probably use footage from that game, and uh, if the NFL will let him, I don't know. You know, if he after after Deflate Gate, they might let him use any uh, video from
2: the game. Who knows? Don't uh, don't see myself rushing out to uh, to see that. (laughs) Me either.
0: I don't think any of us will be.
1: No. No. Maybe
0: it'll start off being streamed, and that way we won't have to
2: go out and still probably going to skip it <laughs> <laughs> either way right there's t- there's too much good programming out there
0: uh this was a story today on cbs sports and guys i gotta tell you i maybe this is just the uh, so-called going rate but you're talking about an ex-nfl quarterback uh troy aikman you see where ESPN is talking about mm-hmm. signing him mm-hmm. at seventeen point five million per year.
2: Seventeen
0: point five million and he will yeah. go on Monday night football. I think
2: it's he's Tony take Romo it. money.
1: Yeah. He, he's good. And there's they're gonna steal him. His contract's up at Fox. Fox has no clue what to do and uh, I don't think Tom Brady's interested in going into that profession at this point in his career, which would be – they'd love that, but I don't think he's doing that.
2: No, I I wouldn't imagine so. But uh, I remember when Aikman was making $10 million a season. And that was like, you know, that was huge money for a quarterback back then. Yeah. Now it makes I, more just to talk about it.
1: It's amazing, isn't it? You take those mm-hmm. hits and you make less than talking about
2: it. It's crazy. Yeah. But All right, I mean this... nowadays quarterbacks are making more than seventeen million a year. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> if he were still quarterback in the Cowboys to Super Bowls, he'd be making forty five yep. million a year. Yep, yeah. twenty
2: five at least.
1: Yeah. Oh no, forty five. They paid Dak Prescott forty four million dollars to not win playoff
2: games. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Is that what Dak Prescott that's yeah, not what ridiculous. he makes. Yeah. Randy, I am see... I
1: right? He's making over forty million dollars. Yeah. Okay. This, do these contract. are these
2: are the numbers from
0: the uh, OTC overthecap.com. Yeah. They track all this this kind of information. Dak Prescott, his total contract value is a hundred wow. and sixty million dollars. Wow. Average per year. 40 million dollars
1: 40 oh excuse me i'm sorry 40. instead of 44 yeah
0: total guaranteed 95 million dollars mm-hmm. yeah which means oh, wow. his average guarantee a year is twenty-three million seven hundred and fifty thousand a year
1: yeah but he's going to make more than that and <clears throat> they have won one playoff game with him at quarterback so i guess that shouldn't be too hard on him
0: <laughs> oh no, you're you're brutal. Uh Matt Ryan, by the way, Rick, to answer your previous question. Yeah. What's his, his total contract is uh total value is hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah. Average per year is thirty million dollars. Oh well. Wow. Total guarantee, this is what's ludicrous. Ninety four million dollars. Ninety four million dollars, average guarantee per year eighteen nine, which means a lot of it had to be t- bonus money but yeah. uh good gracious yeah. 30 well, at least, at million least he, dollars
1: he, you know he does have one super bowl on his resume they lost but and they had a big lead but they lost but he does at least have one on his resume
0: i love this from our asher record service company life and feedback billy says why do you do this to trey's segment <laughs> Trey is on for 20 minutes, and you talk about Tom Brady acting and Troy Aikman's <laughs> new contract, but not the upcoming Kentucky game. Every day you do this to Trey. Hashtag but, but, but waste listen, time.
1: Was it not worth the astonishment in his voice when he learned that Dak Prescott makes over $40 million a year? That, that was worth it regardless. I mean, I, I know, know he you, made you've take,
2: tens of you've millions. You're taking time away from 40. Kentucky.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, Trey, what do you think of the Kentucky game?
2: Yeah, well, I watched the uh, I watched the Kentucky game last night, and they certainly mm-hmm. searched back. They're just they're very talented, and uh, I'm not the basketball expert. I don't know why you're asking me about all. Cause Cause oh, no, that's, that's Billy. Billy. You know, the said game, we're but... supposed to. Yeah, yeah I'm not supposed
1: to ask you about that.
2: He's not driving the show. <laughs> all
1: right, how about the Kentucky football game? When do they play again? 2026. Yeah, <laughs> who knows what the
2: the potential schedule changes yeah. and 9 game schedules and pods and whatnot who knows when they could play again. actually i
1: think it's next i think it's 2023 i think yeah. they do play kentucky well, in 2023 what well, we do know schedule about should be intact.
2: Yeah, is march uh 13th uh, mm-hmm. spring football starts that's on a sunday and they'll yeah. go i'm told they'll go sunday and then tuesday wednesday and then they'll do like a little walk through thursday and then they'll send them on their way um for spring, spring break, break. Yeah. that what's interesting though and i was and i hit kyle parkinson up about this because i'm breaking down usually they go when they come back from spring break they go on a tuesday thursday saturday schedule that's when they practice yeah. so if you you know count it down to april 16th when the open practice is um that gets them to 12 practices so they're actually going to have three more practices after that so spring doesn't end april 16th mm. it'll end the next week um and maybe I haven't they'll heard have back from them on the red-white game, but it is, it is an open practice. They'll do some mm-hmm. scrimmaging at the end, but they're not going to be like in, you know, jerseys, red jerseys and white jerseys and stuff like that. They'll just do some regular scrimmaging. There's no listed plan for a red-white game this year.
1: Well, maybe they're going to have a closed red-white game. They'll have an open practice and a closed red-white game. How'd that be?
2: Maybe so, but it's the first year since I've been doing this. I mean, when was the first red-white game?
1: Oh, you got to go back to the... Okay, so they had over 30,000 at the red-white game in Little Rock in 1972 when Joe Ferguson was a senior. Everybody was pretty excited about that. And so I know they go back at least that far, and they used to play yeah. until the NCAA ruled against it. They'd play one in Little Rock and one in Fayetteville. And right. uh, that was non-stop So 50 year,
2: 49 yeah. years, basically, yeah. of right. red-white games yeah. that are going to end this year. Now, one year... Houston um, they did a I don't know if that was a actually I think that was a in the fall camp so I, I think they've had it every year except for one year the weather got bad that since I've been covering Arkansas the weather was bad they had the what I call the red white rain out. they moved into the indoor facility yeah. uh, and that's the the yeah. game where Raleigh Williams hurt his neck yeah um, and that's had to right. retire from football from that point exactly. um, but that's the only year I don't remember like a you know a live contact red-white game. Hmm. So I'm not sure why they're not doing it this year, but that's not the plan.
1: So do you think you'll get a press conference with Sam Pittman uh, between now and when spring football starts? Surely that Friday or Saturday, don't you think? Possibly. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You sound doubtful.
2: I'm surprised that we've gone this long without any kind of – well, I, you know, you
1: talk to Kyle all the time. I don't, except during football season. But you could let him know this is a school record for most for longest between press conferences of the head football coach. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> record.
1: Well, sure it is. Got to be a record. They didn't. They didn't even have a post bowl one. So the last time you talked to Sam Pittman was January first, after the mm-hmm. game, and you had to talk about the game for eight you, minutes. You, you're not gonna. Yeah. You're not gonna talk twenty minutes about. Okay, what, what do you think of spring football? And so there was no wrap-up, uh, who's coming back, all that. They've known since January the players that they've already signed. So you could talk about, okay, we had signing day press conference. How about a press conference and how these guys incorporate into the team that's on campus? So hopefully you get to do that a day or two before it starts.
2: What do you think the odds are Sam Pittman gets a new contract or Kendall Browles gets a new contract or spring before football spring practice? Yeah. Fifty-fifty. Well, that's not an answer.
1: Well, sure it is, because because <laughs> a new. It sure it is. It's fifty-fifty. You asked me what are the odds. I just gave them to you. The yeah. uh, okay, so the a new contract is not going into effect until July first. So,
2: what difference does it make? Yeah, but it's still, still pretty late.
1: I guess I he's, people know he'll be back a lot for a few years. I think. Yeah. Well, I think, well, I, I think
2: so it. too, but
1: yeah,
2: they're
0: working on it. Yeah, you still want, you want to see they... try, you still like Interesting. to talk about it, right? <laughs> All right, Troy, we wasted enough of your time today. That's right. <laughs> quick, what about
1: the Kentucky game? Is Arkansas going to win? <laughs> it's a big so. on Tuesday. <laughs>